HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures, a five-generation Georgia-based beef and poultry farm determined to conduct business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. This is Severin. This is Greenhorns Radio, radio for young farmers by young farmers, and it's another day. I'm here in Greenhorns World, back from a big adventure off in Europe, meeting with farmers across Europe, not only farmers, also activists, organizers, um, researchers on issues of land access and land grabbing, all sorts of things. And I'm here now with two ladies, um, with Catherine and with Leah. Is that right? No, it's Kyla Smith and Willa Patterson. Oh, golly. My information is not totally correct. Um, Maybe you should introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, My name is Kyla Smith. I'm the Certification Program Director at uh, Pennsylvania Certified Organic. And I'm Willa Patterson. I'm the Farm Fest Co-Coordinator for the event that we have coming up. So you guys are interested to talk about the event that you have coming up. Uh, maybe we should get that out of the way and then and then talk a little bit more about the certification process. Sure. I will hand it over to Willa. Hi there, this is Willa. So tell us tell us about your party and, and the theory behind it. So Farm Fest is, yeah, a wonderful, fun, free event um, looking at just educating folks on organic agriculture and sustainable living. And it's coming up August 2nd and 3rd. It's here in central Pennsylvania at the Grange Fairgrounds. And, um, yeah, we're just really excited to have so many contributors this year. We have over 25 indoor um, exhibitors um, that include a number of our sponsors, and then we also have an outdoor homemade and homegrown market, so um, outdoor vendors that will be selling their wares. Um, we also have a new this year. We have a 
Natural Health and an Outdoor Symposium where folks will be talking about natural health remedies and that sort of thing, and then also um, looking at outdoor adventure and and those types of things. Um, we're Holy smoke. So tell me about the Grange Fairgrounds. That sounds very intriguing. Yeah, the Grange Fairgrounds is, um, I believe it is the oldest um, encampment of this type of fair, fair that happens um, in all of the United States, and that is home to the... Center Hall um, Grange Fair that happens the third week of August, which is also a celebration of agriculture, and um, kids bring their chickens and rabbits for um, for competition and that sort of thing. So that's definitely an agricultural focus for Pennsylvania. And so this event that we're hosting is kind of the organic Grange Fair, um, as we like to call it. So um, so and it's a much shorter event. So the Grange Fairgrounds is a beautiful, sprawling um, fairgrounds. Um, in the heart of central PA. Well, this is a really exciting uh, course time of year. So many, um, so many harvest type events going on. Obviously, there is also Farm Aid coming up. We have the Maker Fair coming up, the Common Ground Fair coming up. It's like September is kind of off the hook. Do you want to give yeah. people? Um, the information they need to be able to attend or present um, at your event? Yeah, sure. So for this year, we our event is actually this coming weekend, and it's August 2nd and 3rd. It's a Friday evening. It's from 4 to 10.30. We have bands that play all evening, and then we also have the event happening Saturday. It kicks off with a 5K at, um, at 9 a.m., and then it runs, the vendors open up from 10 to 7 p.m., and then the music goes till 10.30 um, and so it's a free event, so Gate 1 and Gate 4 will be open at the Grange Fairgrounds, and we just invite folks to come in, make a donation if they want to. Um, we also have camping available, so pack up and bring the whole family to enjoy the weekend. Um, and camping, there's a small fee associated with that, but, um, but the whole event itself is free, and we have educational speakers and, and that sort of thing that I can give you more details about as well. But, yeah, to come, it's um, absolutely free, and we've got lots of family-friendly kids' activities. So, yeah. So what's the URL to figure out more? The URL is farmfest.paorganic.org. And you'll find all of our information on camping, sponsors, um, if you have any goods you would want to contribute to a silent auction that we're hosting. Um, we do have some spaces in our homemade and homegrown market if uh, some vendors want to slip in last minute. As far as our presenters go, we're pretty booked up, but we're definitely taking folks on a list for next year to kind of get our schedule started. Um, and then we're always looking for more volunteers, especially with our parking. If anybody wants to come out, get a free T-shirt and lend a hand. Um, and then our full schedule of activities is also um, there at farmfest.paorganic.org. Well, that sounds really great, and I'm so thankful for more people organizing more parties about more farming. Yeah, in we're particular in rural places about um, about uh, organic farming and family-friendly fun. Yeah, we're very excited. And just to highlight a couple of our speakers, we're having Jerry Brunetti um, speaking at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And so um, just, Jerry is just very well known for his scientific understanding of plants and animal ecosystems and teaches a very connect-the-dot system approach to help farmers understand how the health of people and their communities are intimately linked to healthy land. So we're really excited to have him 
Um, and then as well, we have Gary Zimmer. He's speaking at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Saturday. And he um, was very crucial in the Midwestern, is the president of Midwestern BioAg. So he's a biological farmer um, that consults with many different organizations and farms. So we're very excited to have both of those speakers. And then as well, Pennsylvania Association for Sustainable Agriculture um, is kicking off Local Foods Week in our region for Center County. So we're very excited to kind of share that and be the kickoff for that. And Brian Snyder, their executive director, as well as Susan Beal, will be speaking at 5 o'clock and doing kind of a call to action to farmers um, on some of the issues that they're working on as Sounds well. Sounds great. I, um, I, hope, I hope you get great attendance. I wish I could go. There's just way too much to do over here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff to process in the kitchen, but I um, think you're going to have a great time. And, and sounds like we can move and talk more now about the seed farm and the certification scene in Pennsylvania. Okay, great. Can you repeat hello, hello? the question? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Um, I said, hi, can you tell us a little bit about the, the young certification scheme, the, young, the, the scene for certification in Pennsylvania, what's going on over there, what's the latest news? Um, so organic certification is hopping in Pennsylvania. We are continuing to grow um, uh, here in Pennsylvania and continuing to certify more and more farms. Um, especially dairy operations, and we definitely are also seeing the market um, increase as far as um, processed products as well. Do you want to tell a little bit how you got into certification and how certification could fit into um, a career for someone who needs another job? <laughs> um, sure. So, um, you know, organic farming has been around for forever and ever, and, you know, the organic movement, movement was really a grass-fed or grass-fed, <laughs> grass grassroots um, um, movement, uh, and the, the Organic Foods Production Act was established in 1990, um, which was the, the act in Congress, the law that um, allowed for the regulations that we all um, live and die by, essentially, to be created. It took 12 years for those regulations to um, come forward. Um, so in 2002, those regulations were um, put, for, uh, put forth for um, all accredited certifiers to certify to, and so um, all um, farmers and uh, processors across the country um, abide by those regulations, the same, the same set of regulations. So Pennsylvania Certified Organic was established in 1997, so actually before the regulations were um, established, and it was that type of um, uh, thing where all of our members just signed a, you know, a sheet of paper that we are going to live by these, these rules. And so once the, the federal law came out, we had a new set of rules to abide by. Um, so uh, I actually, um, you know, started here in the PCO office just answering phones and um, moved my way up. I um, came from a, a f um, background of family farming, I mean, family gardening, really not farming, but, um, you know, so I was really excited to, to get back um, into something that I was passionate um, about as, you know, throughout my youth and um, and. So as far as 
starting a, a new career. I mean, this was cer- certainly something I didn't go to, to school for, but, you know, found my niche. Um, and there's, it is definitely, as I said, an industry that is growing um, leaps and bounds. I, I think the latest number is that the organic industry is um, 35 billion dollars or million or billion, (laughs) Um, but it it is, uh, it's definitely growing by leaps and bounds, and there's tons of different um, certification agencies across the country. I believe there are 50 across the United States, and then there's always, um, you know, work for organic inspectors as well, so sometimes being in the office is not... um, the ideal for people who are associated with um, agriculture. They like to be, you know, out on the farms and, and romping around. And so being an organic inspector is um, is maybe more, you know, suitable to somebody who is um, interested in the organic agriculture industry but might not like to be tied to the, to the computer or the desk. Well, and of course, it's important to mention that um, Pennsylvania is a state that's really set up well for um, potential farmers, aspiring farmers. You're really close to this major population density on the East Coast with prime agricultural soils and beautiful stone barns, um, Pennsylvania Dutch barns, and the Rodale Institute is there, and PASA is strong. So Pennsylvania is really a prime for success, you could say, in this phase of agricultural redevelopment. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the new market niches that you see people getting into with organics, some of the um, new terrains that might be be interesting to people even if they're in other regions? Um, Sure. I mean, like I said, I think that we're really, I mean, I don't know if this is you know, necessarily a niche, but we, you know, continue to see um, new dairy farmers um, getting, um, you know, onto the milk truck throughout Pennsylvania and the other um, states that we certify in. Um, we also are seeing um, um, an increase, in, especially like in our, for us as PCO, um, the processed products. So. Um, you know, pretzels or salsa or anything like that, which I think is um, just goes to show that more people are buying organic. There's a lot, you know, more brands in the stores, and and um, you know, and we're sort of a mid-sized certifier. And I think some of the bigger um, certifiers have always um, that's been something that they've always certified. Uh, you know, the bigger companies um, who produce organic um, processed products, but we are seeing a lot of smaller. Um, companies who are trying to get their foot in the door um, and making, um, you know, organic baby foods and even um, or dog treats and, you know. Um, so, and I do think that some of those things are you're going to see a little bit more coming out as the as standards get developed in those areas. Um, so there, there will be upcoming standards on pet food as well as on body care products. Um, so those could be some some items um, to come, um, but it's always exciting when you, you know you get uh, someone who is um, more of like a mom and pop shop um, starting up and um, getting their um, their product out there. It's um, been exciting for us to see the the growth in the organic process products. So. 
And will you talk a little bit also about the lifestyle of the certifier? I mean, I know a couple of people who do certification, and they talk a lot about what fun it is. Well, there's a lot of driving in California, I know that, probably a little bit less in um, Pennsylvania, but that really certification can be such a fun side job and even maybe a little bit flexible. I wonder if you could just reflect a little bit on the practicalities of um, being a certifier. Sure. So um, I definitely think that the flexible schedule more um, is more on the inspector side of things. So um, we have a couple of... um, of staff inspectors, um, but they do, you know, have their offices at home and they come into the office um, infrequently. We also uh, work with several contracted inspectors and, you know, they may um, do inspections for other certifiers as well. And so, yeah, some of them are life on the road and they just um, travel around from, you know, farm to farm, state to state, um, and inspecting for, for you know, various um, different certifiers. Um, with the uh, advances in technology, there are definitely, um, uh, we have um, also, in addition to our inspectors who have like home offices, our um, policy director and our education and outreach director also work from home um, and um, are able to um, yeah, just be a little bit more flexible with their schedule. And we're um, always increasing uh, that ability um, for our certification review staff to be able to do um, certification work uh, remotely um, so and you know which would helps with the with the flexible schedule and some people just yeah like to work out of the comfort of their own home and in their pajamas and that's definitely becoming more of a possibility with the increased um, advances in technology for sure Um, I also thought you might be really in a good position to reflect on some of the incubator programs that are starting to emerge in Pennsylvania. I know that the seed farm has has been flourishing and that people have even been leaving the incubator and starting their own farms. Perhaps you should give a little overview about that. Hmm. I don't... I'm, I'm actually not too much able to speak um, on that. I mean, at PCO, we are starting, um, like, mentorship type of programs. Um, We've gotten several grants um, uh, to be able to do, like, different uh, mentorship programs. um, And that's more around, like, transitioning into organic. So for a crop farmer, um, land needs to be free of prohibited materials for for 36 months. So that's a three-year transition to be able to... Um, to transition your land into organic, and for um, livestock, it's a, it's a uh, for dairy, um, it's a 12-month transition for the animal to be able to sell milk or milk products um, as organic. So, you know, there's definitely some challenges during that time, and to be able to connect um, a transitioning farmer with an established uh, mentor um, is. Uh, we've seen success in that before, um, and so we've um, been um, um, getting increased funding um, to be able to continue with those mentorship programs. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the um, incubator programs that you're talking about.
Well, I think there's something to learn on the internet, and I will and I will do my best to learn. But um, just for everyone's information, there are incubator programs going on in Pennsylvania. One of them is called the Seed Farm, and there was a previous radio show where we talked to one of the seed farmers. So, if you're interested in incubation, you could check that out. Um, I wanted to make sure to comment about um, some of the upcoming events and opportunities that are going on in my region and other regions and give you also a chance to think through any resources that you wanted to highlight um, from your own world. Uh, this coming weekend, August 4th, there's a big party in Stanfordville, New York. Um, it's, a, it's a mixer for young farmers, and it is free. It's a free party for young farmers. What more do I need to say, really? There's one also tonight, um, Young Farmers Night in Massachusetts. If you go to youngfarmersnight.com, you can learn about that. Um, so August 4th is the Mixer at Big Rock Farm. August 17th is the Beehive Design Collective, 8th Annual Black Fly Ball. And then on the 19th, which is Monday, there's a event for Young Farmers in Canada. Um, and then we get down in September for this insane bonanza, Maker Fair, Mosca, Common Ground Fair, um, Farm Aid, then the Farm Hack Teamster event. It's a pretty big deal. Um, if you're thinking about your schedule and you're feeling a little tired and maybe a little bit like you haven't had any time to hang out with anyone, think ahead and make a plan for the weekend of September 21st because there is going to be a lot going on. I wonder what the moon phase will be. We could look it up in the almanac. Um, okay, it's not going to be it's not going to be full, but you could pretend that it's going to be full. Um, any events you wanted to alert people to other than the farm fest you have going on? No, that's our big our big event. Um, also on Friday, prior to the start, the kickoff at four o'clock, we do have a field day um, at a farm um, local to hear a dairy farmer to talk about the transitioning process and um, the implementation of the pastoral requirements and how that's going for him. There's going to be some. PCO staff members there, and um, there's information on that field day um, uh, on the website farmfest.paorganic.org um, farm um, about the location of that, but it's very close within 10 miles of the Grange Fairgrounds in Center Hall. Um, I believe the farmer's name is uh, Ben Stoltzis. Um. Well, sounds good. Sounds very positive. I'm really glad to hear another chime in from the Pennsylvania region. Um, I know Mal and Anthony at PASA have been working really hard on lease opportunities and land opportunities there and continues to come over to New York to try and recruit young farmers for um, to farm in Pennsylvania. So I, um, you know, there's a little bit of interstate jealousy, but it's not too bad. And I, I hope you guys keep going. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity, and um, yeah, um, maybe you can make it down uh, next year to Farm Fest. Rock on, Farm Fest. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Greenhorns Radio, radio for young farmers by young farmers. 
Hope you're all doing great. All the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.